Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. You guys up for a total party? Toga! Toga! I think I like the idea, who? Toto? I'm feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. It's alive. 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 It's Tonight's episode, the 1991 movie Father of the Bride, starring Steve Martin, Diane Keaton, Kimberly Williams, and Martin Short. Hi, Anna. Hi. How's it? How are you doing? I feel very awkward at the moment. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, yeah, we are doing our first podcast in a while, but our very first video companion to that podcast. Mm-hmm. Right? So right, I, for YouTube, right? Yeah, for YouTube. I basically have been starting to do some stuff on my YouTube. And I've posted a few things on our feed with that stuff. And we thought, hey, why not try to do a video companion? Right. You'll be good. Right. And hopefully we won't ca- push the cat button anymore because the cat's right here, but the mics are on our shirt. So Yeah, we should be good. <laughs> um, but anyway, so... What's been up with us? Update time. I mean, it's been since we've done a podcast, a classic movie night. It's been about six months. Right. We've had a pretty intense year this year. So things got busy and crazy and we got tired and we've had a lot going on. But um, the biggest new thing is that we are moving Yes. in a month. We are moving. We currently live... Basically in Portland, and we're going to be moving out to the coast, right? Which is about 120-ish miles away. Not too far, but it's a couple-hour drive. Yeah, good move for us. Far enough that my mom was like, "What?" <laughs> Even <laughs> though she go. already lives far away. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. Yeah, I work from home, so my job is gave us a thumbs up on everything. Right. Um, for my end of it, at least, and Owen's school, they got programs out there for him, and everything's just kind of falling in line perfect for it, so we're like, do it. Yeah. It's going to be good. I mean, it might actually be, once we get moved and settled and stuff, uh, we'll have like a more dedicated office space than we have now, which is, this is basically like a corner of our bedroom. Right. And so once we get that all set up and stuff, I could potentially have a better setup for all of this kind of stuff, too. It'll be in an attic, potentially. 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 Or a garage. It's a fair size attic. I just realized we can't put you in the garage because if we podcast in the garage, Owen's going to be in the house all by himself. Well, we got the monitor. We don't podcast. We podcast <laughs> I don't know when if he's the monitor will anyway. go that far or not. We'll figure, we'll figure out those things later. Okay. <laughs> but... Basically, we'll have a dedicated spot for it regardless. Yes, we will. So, that could be good. Either an attic or a garage. <laughs> Either an attic or a garage. <laughs> but I got plans. They're both of... 
They're both bigger spaces. I got some plans to kind of dress it up a little bit so that they can be. You wouldn't be able to tell. Made really nice. Oh, that's my alarm. Can you take your? Yeah. Medicine time. Don't say it like that. <laughs> Cut. Those are anything else? Any other updates? I mean, like I said, it's been six months. We've just been dealing with your life. Yeah. Last six months, you know. Um, this stuff that's been kind of holding us back from podcasting, basically. Things, things have been stressful, but yeah. we're going to be better. I'm going to try to get back into it. Yeah. Our goal, I think what we kind of mentioned our goal before, is to at least try to do one every couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to do at least a weekly video on my YouTube, which will be... There'll be a link in this description for that if you want to follow us there and watch us there. Mm-hmm. Um, so this could be some more stuff. We're just trying to have fun with it. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Not take it too seriously. Have fun with it. and Do it when we can. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. I mean. We're what... honestly today like just getting over the flu that I've had now for over a week. Yeah. Anna and Owen got hit with the flu pretty hard. It's pretty mild for me. It wasn't, it was just a regular flu, but it hit them pretty hard. Um, I mean, next month, it might be a week or two. I mean, we might have another little break because we're going to be moving. Mm-hmm. But we'll figure all that stuff out then. Anyway, we jump into this. Father of the Bride. Father of the Bride. Um, Before we do that, I just wanted to mention that I, Sean got me... Hogwarts Legacy for Christmas. He pre-ordered it for me, and I didn't even. The game was like barely on my radar before he bought it for me, but now I'm in like full Harry Potter mode. So yeah, been like watching all the movies and all the Fantastic Beasts movies, and <laughs> just like I'm totally in that world right now. Yeah. And we're moving to the coast, which is also kind of magical. It'll be good. Yeah. Okay, so I guess now it's time for movie movie wiki stuff. Father of the Bride. Father of the Bride is a 1991 American romantic comedy starring Steve Martin, Diane Keaton, Kimberly Williams, which is, this was her film debut, George Newbern, Martin Short, D.D. Wong, and Aaron Culkin. You realize that? Okay, yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it is a remake of the 1950 film of the same name. And Martin portrays George Banks, a businessman and owner of an athletic shoe company called Sidekicks. His name is George Banks. Isn't that the same name of the dad in Mary Poppins? Sounds familiar. I think it's the same. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't remember the dad's name, to be honest. But. They are the Banks family, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, it, the basic premise of the movie is he finds out his daughter is getting married and he panics. Uh, this movie has a 70% Rotten Tomato score. Uh, the film drew $15 million in its debut. It grossed $89.3 million in the United States and Canada and $40 million internationally for a worldwide gross of $129 million on only a $20 million budget. Pretty big hit in today's standards, and even ninety-one thousand. It's a big movie. It's good, good stuff. Well, 
Steve Martin and Martin Short always make a great team. Still teaming up to this day? Mm-hmm. I always thought that their special together should have been called the Steve Martin Short. I feel like they missed out on that. <laughs> Steve Martin. Yeah. But then, but then Steve gets full name. So does Martin Short. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I exactly. <laughs> Clever. It should have been called the Steve Martin Short when they did their special. <laughs> nice. But bad writing, I guess. They just didn't have it. <laughs> they just don't have it. They need to hire me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, do you have any trivia? Are you doing your homework oh for trivia? Oh my god, I did not even. Um, I don't even know where my phone is. You want to look up some trivia? And now it's time for trivia, trivia, trivia. Um, so I haven't read these yet, so bear with me. Um, Kimberly Williams Parsley and George Newbern were filmed in a series of Hallmark card commercials as a couple. Is that the, that's the one that played the, the bride and the groom? Probably. Um, you usually have the page up with all the people. Oh, touche. Right? Yeah. It's easier to talk about it. George's middle name, Stanley, is named after Spencer Tracy's character in the original Father of the Bride. Actor Eugene Le Levy mm -hmm. appears in both this movie and Father of the Bride Part 2. But as different characters in each, I noticed that when I was watching him. Nice. Uh, he also works with Steve Martin in Cheaper by the Dozen too, which That's I haven't cool. seen. Yeah. I didn't know that Steve Martin was in Cheaper by the Dozen, but maybe he's only in the second one also. Um, when George and Nina Bank Banks are eliminating who will be invited to the wedding, among the names they mention are Steve and Stephanie Tyrell. Steve Tyrell did several of the songs in this film and also in the sequel. That's fun. Um, I feel like these are not that interesting compared to other movies that we've done. Nothing that great. Um, George Banks says that he doesn't want the wedding to bankrupt him, so he'll end up wandering the streets in a bathrobe. Mm -hmm. This happens to Steve Martin's character. Uh, Navin Johnson in The Jerk. So that's a reference to that, probably. That's funny. The Jerk is such a wild movie. Yeah. Um, Eugene Levy and Martin Short, who appear together in this movie, as well as Father of the Bride Part 2, both attended Westdale Secondary School in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I feel like these trivias are really reaching right now. <laughs> this is very basic information. Yeah. Should we, shall we move on then? Um, this one could be good. It's kind of longer. I'll read one. I'll do one more. Trivia, trivia, trivia. Annie reacts in horror at her father's suggestion of a barbecue picnic wedding reception, opting instead for a more elegant event. In real life, um, Williams Paisley's wedding reception was much more casual than that of Annie's. It actually was more of a down-home barbecue picnic. The actress married country singer Brad Paisley in 2003, about 12 years after the release of this film. That's kind of cool. That's cool. Um, 
<laughs> in the scene where George is flipping out in the supermarket about hot dog buns, he claims he wants to buy eight hot dogs and eight hot dog buns. He then proceeds to remove four buns from three bags of 12. This implies that he wants to buy 24 hot dog buns. If he had only kept the buns in the bags and bought two, he actually would have gotten 24 and saved money at the same time. Yeah, these are just kind of like, meh. I feel like people are really trying here. And that's it for trivia, trivia, trivia. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. This is cute, though. The flower girls at the wedding were um, daughters of the writer and director Nancy Myers and Charles Shire. That's cute. And that's it for trivia, trivia, trivia. Yeah, it is. That was the most lame trivia we've ever done. It is. Um, <laughs> There's zero important facts about this movie. <laughs> um, yeah. And here's another fun fact. I watched this movie about, what, a month ago now? Mm -hmm. And you watched this movie, what, a couple months ago? I feel like it's been a while month and a half two months ago maybe usually when we have that kind of gap between watching the movie and doing the podcast we struggle a little bit mm -hmm. so bear with us i took very mediocre to poor notes we also forgot to mention at the beginning that i had never seen this movie and you had yeah and we kind of we we did do um just a quick little side note we did do a little uh Curveball, because originally we were going to finish up some Buster Keaton stuff, but it just wasn't happening. Mm -hmm. We we just our interest level was basically nothing with that. Well, For now, we got we got we just lost interest. Yeah. yeah, we watched so, a lot, and then we were like, uh... so Anna was like, "Hey, I'm going to watch Father of the Bride." I'm like, "Hey, good opportunity to jump back to the podcast." Mm -hmm. So here we are, and let's try to go through this thing, right? Okay. We open on the aftermath. Of a wedding reception. Steve Martin is sitting in a chair talking to the camera. He's the narrator. Right. right? So there's a bit of like we kind of jump we we start off at the end of the wedding basically at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. Really if you think about it. And then um, he starts talking about his daughter's wedding and how he spent more on the wedding than their house. Mm-hmm. I actually did go on to watch the second movie, too. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. And both. Yeah, and then, I mean, he's narrating the entire intro. This is where we're introduced. He jumps back in time from before the wedding. And we're introduced to his work, his mm -hmm. the sidekicks factory. After the reception, too, he looks tired. Oh, yeah. And sad. Oh, yeah. Like, in the beginning. Yeah. And you don't really know why, but you find out why in the end. <laughs> and in the end, you know, in the beginning, you think it's because he just spent so much on this wedding. But the real reason he's sad in that moment is because he never got to say goodbye to his daughter. He never got to congratulate her at her wedding. Mm -hmm. He never got to see her after the ceremony. Which so, we get. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. But yeah. But that is why he's sad. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then my next note is cool car. Apparently we're watching him drive home in his cool little, uh, convertible, right? Yeah, he does have a cool car. <laughs> um, his daughter's home. She comes home, she's what, in 
she's still in school or she's in college yeah she's still in college yeah she and she's home she's coming home to visit and, and his wife warns him that she's changed yeah and he's like changed how but i'll tell you what george has some really cool stuff planned for them he starts being like we're gonna go do this we're gonna go do that i got tickets to the game mm-hmm. and and then like i forget if they're at dinner or if they're at a meal or something but this is when she tells him that she's met somebody he's not only has she met somebody but they're getting married yeah she's literally like i have a fiance (laughs) that you've never met and george does not look too happy about this it's so cute in that part when she says that she's getting married and she turns back into a little girl Oh yeah, like right he, in he, front like of his face. Her, like, she's like literally a little seven-year-old going, "I'm <laughs> getting married, Daddy." <laughs> it's adorable. Um, yeah, and then she goes on and explains everything. Her and the mom are kind of talking, and George is kind of like seeing her as the little kid, and he's progressively you can kind of see him look like looking kind of angry and stuff and he just blurts out how this is ridiculous mm-hmm. and then the wife is george <laughs> <laughs> and then the daughter gets up she's she's upset she goes up to her room and and my next note is he did not handle this particularly well no and no. he knows he didn't yeah. but he goes to talk to her because she's sad it's, outside it's time to talk to her and play some basketball mm-hmm and then this is where we get the I Got I re- Sunshine song. I really liked that, like, 90s, the dad and daughter play basketball together thing. It was pretty cute. It felt very 90s and very just, like, they're just in the driveway. It's very relaxed. I think the song helps with that, too. It was really sweet. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> and I also felt bad for the son, though, because he's pretty much ignored the whole movie. I mean, he's around. Her little brother is just, like, there. Yeah. That's all he does. <laughs> the... Culkin. The Culkin. Karen? Is that his name? Yeah. Culkin. Um, yeah, I, I made a note of how there was a lot of fouling during their game one-on-one. Was there? There was a lot of fouling going on. I didn't notice. And then um, it, my next note is the fiancé is there. He arrives. Yeah. And he's wearing Nikes. That's right. A, he has a suit and tie and he's wearing Nikes. One of the first things George notices is that I thought it was so funny when he's like, <laughs> Nikes. Um, also, awesome 90s product placement right there. But I always see Nikes and there's a part of me that's like, aw, because they're in Portland. Yeah, the world headquarters is in Beaverton. Yeah. Right outside of Portland. Yeah, so I'm always like, those are our shoes. <laughs> those are our shoes, I wish. <laughs> um, Even though, actually, yeah, I do, I have a pair of Nikes. Yeah. You too. And Adidas. You have Adidas? I have Adidas too. (laughs) I like them. Uh, And then there's a long conversation. And my next note is going for a drive. I think George. Well, the long conversation is important because the the soon-to-be son-in-law tells them how much he cares about their daughter and mm-hmm. like the speech that he gives to them is really nice yeah but george is still he's almost really not hearing it yeah he's just kind of like who's this guy think yeah 
that kind of thing. Um, but both the girls, after he talks, they're like crying and they yeah. go hug him and stuff. And George is just like, you. <laughs> and I'm getting George he's, because he's taking his little girl away. That's how he feels. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is the part where the um, the daughter and the fiance are going to go for a drive, mm -hmm. and then this is where George says, "Don't don't forget to fasten your condom." Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. That was a real about time moment where yeah. this, it'd be like, "Okay, I'll be right back," and then you go in the closet and like hold your breath for a second and redo that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyway, that's a funny moment. <laughs> and then converse, conversation. <clears throat> so then George and um, George and Nina are having a conversation, like in the kitchen, about everything that's going on. Mm. And then um, I think is this where we get the title card? Because then I put "Father of the Bride" in all capitals. Was Maybe. it? I don't know if that I seems like it. a weird note to take. Yeah, all capital letters is Father of the Bride. Or maybe... I don't know, it don't matter. But that was just a note I had in there. Um, and meeting the in-laws. Of course, they have the biggest house on the block. Right. right. Which I think is nice. Mm -hmm. George is kind of like... He's basically trying to find anything wrong with anybody, with everybody involved with that family. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they go in. Um, there's like, a whole. The important thing about this part is that he goes snooping around their house. Yeah, there's all cheers moment. Like they're like cheersing right, and he's kind of like uh, the dad gives like a super emotional. Like at first, he's like the dad's saying stuff that George agrees with mm -hmm. the fiance's dad, and then it's like. George's like, yeah, yeah. And then he starts getting kind of sentimental, too. But <laughs> he was on my side for a minute. Mm -hmm. but, and then, uh, yeah, George uh, excuses himself to go use the bathroom. And this is when he starts snooping around because apparently the bathroom is, like, connected to... It almost looks like it's in the same room. As the office. As the office. Yeah. Like, not even like there's a door. It was weird. Kind of a weird-looking setup, if I remember right. It's just a big house. Yeah. But... He does end up in the office and he starts snooping through desk drawers, which is like, I don't know if I would do that. I, I mean, maybe I would. Well, he starts in the medicine cabinet. Right. And then he moves out to the desk drawers. But all the medicine was pretty normal, right? And then... Didn't he take something? I don't think so. I can't remember. I don't remember. But, and then the dogs show up. Right. <clears throat> he panics and climbs out the back balcony mm -hmm. out the window <clears throat> swinging in front of the window and then there's some outside shenanigans going on between him and the dogs basically yeah and then they knock it into well, the pool <clears throat> he gets out and he's basically looking to find a way back in and then Nina sees him outside he also stole a book he stole like he, a pocketbook from the desk it's like a pocketbook he's that trying had, to get uh, it because he got it it got knocked out the window <clears throat> before him so he, yeah, that's, that's why right. he climbed out the window to get yeah. the pocketbook yeah. Which then lands in the pool, and he tries to get out of the pool, but the dogs push him in, and then he like literally like took a swim with the pocketbook mm -hmm. at their house. It's funny, because I, I made a note. How did the dogs even get outside? They were upstairs in the steady. I'm sure they have a doggy door. A lot of doggy doors throughout the whole house? Mm-hmm. It's enough. a mansion. Yeah. They got... Nobody's taking those dogs outside. <clears throat> they just let them out. They got like a regular guy who comes by and picks up the poop every now and then. Fair enough. Yeah. And then um, 
Then we cut to a dinner where I think this is just another one at their house, right? It's a regular dinner at their house. Right, with the it, it, daughter? It, yeah, it's just where, and then they're kind of talking about things, and then the daughter's kind of like, um, like, oh, I was thinking about having it here. And then he starts envisioning what it'd be like in their backyard. Mm-hmm. And he's like grilling hot dogs. And it's basically just like a very busy backyard barbecue looking thing mm-hmm. in his head. <clears throat> he's having visions of the reception there. Right. Their wedding, he basically wants to be like a potluck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. really bad. Exactly. Um, anyway, so that goes on for a little bit. And then it cuts to them meeting the wedding coordinator. Which is my favorite. I freaking love uh, Martin Short in like everything he does. This is where we meet. But as Frank. This is where we meet Frank. I wanted to say it first. He's honestly like so great as that character. It made me so happy. I was just smiling the whole time. Every time he was on the screen, I was like. like, Yeah. So happy. Plays that character pretty great. And George cannot understand a word that he's saying. Which is also hilarious. And they're basically having to translate for him. Yeah, he's very <clears throat> French. He has a very French accent. Yeah. And then um, jumps to the cake, like, their own cake selection, looking at cakes and stuff. And then he hears the price of how much the cake is. Wasn't it like $20,000 or it something? It was pretty ridiculous. I don't think it was that much. Or like 12000 it, it was a lot. It was pretty ridiculous. And then Frank, oh, welcome to the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> and then, um, and then the, I th- I thought this was weird because they're talking about this stuff, and then, um, and Annie was just like, "You guys decide." Mm-hmm. Like, she puts a lot of stuff in her parents' hands mm-hmm. for her wedding, which I found a little, like, that's a little unbelievable to me. I feel like she's. Trying, she sees her dad struggling with the price, and she's just trying to make it easier. Maybe. Yeah, that's. I think that's what it was. Yeah, but I feel like that this happened a couple times. Yeah, where it did. she's kind of like, you guys just. But she's worried make- about the money, you know. Like we see later, she's asleep on the couch with the magazine about like how to save money because mm-hmm. of her dad freaking out at everything. Yeah, yeah. And then he decides to just tone it down. Mm. So, like, it is the money. Like, she just is like, you guys decide because I feel bad. Like, that's a hard situation to be in when you're a 20-year-old kid and you're getting married and you feel like your parents are doing everything for you. Yeah, I guess she is only 20. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, they're in in the wedding planner's place for a little bit longer. They start talking about the theme of the wedding and stuff, and that goes on for a minute. But then they cut, then we cut back to the shoe factory. Uh, a little little time has passed, not much, but a little bit, and George is back at work, and this is where he gets a call with the estimate of how much it's going to cost. And it's $250 a person. A person. Which is a lot even today. Like, that's a <clears throat> lot. That's a lot, yeah. Yeah. And, and at this point, the guest list is, what, like 500 or something like that? Yeah. And so they need to cut that. Doing that math, isn't that like $20,000? Or something. I've um, I'll put him on a spot to do that math. <laughs> yeah. Seven, Seventeen thousand. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, give or take. Um, but anyway, he's 
basically like honestly like it's pretty easy to spend a lot on a wedding our wedding was diy and like my our most expensive thing was the photographer and our wedding still ended up being about ten thousand dollars and we were like cutting corners and stuff like we didn't pay for a venue yeah i did the math at one point and it was it was a lot because we had to rent all the chairs and like yeah. There, there was just a lot that we had to do. Yeah, a lot of little things. And even our, yeah, all that stuff. That's including, that. like, our honeymoon. Nope. And I was like... It was under 10000 but it was close. Hmm. I mean, my dress was seven fifty. I just blocked it all out with the price and, like, <laughs> <laughs> what's happening? I spent the money. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You don't get to say yeah like that. I mean, your vest. It was and totally stuff. worth it. I bought a vest. It was nice. Yeah, and we got our we got our people gifts. We did get our people gifts. Mm. Uh -huh. It was good. It was good. It was good. It was a beautiful wedding. Yeah. Um. So anyway, we're cutting this list down to 150, and um, <clears throat> and then they're having conversations about. I think uh, the son is like, like, can I, like, mom said I can invite a friend. He's like, okay. He's like, you want to eat? And he's like, that's a good idea. Who else want to eat? Who else can we get not to eat? <laughs> yeah, he's just really stressed about the money the whole time. And uh, Annie walks in kind of during this whole thing, and she gets upset because of how stressed George is about putting costs on him. Mm -hmm. And then this is the part where you mentioned where a little bit later he walks in on her fall she fell asleep on the couch and she's like reading a like how to save money on your wedding books and magazines and mm -hmm. stuff and george <clears throat> he finds that and reads some of it out loud and he's like i have to stop yeah so he decides to tone it down and stop pestering about the money just let it go <clears throat> yep um, and then we get this awesome scene which i actually liked a lot is when he finds his old tux up in the attic. Right. Which is it such, it's such a dad kind of well, scene. My note is in the year 2023, uh -huh. I'm like, that tux actually works. <laughs> People aren't that picky these days. Well, also, but it was too small. Form fitting now, though, like almost too small form fitting is perfectly acceptable. Right. But his suit did rip on the oh, wedding yeah, day. Yeah, that's for comic relief. You know what I mean? Yeah. That suit wouldn't have ripped like that. Mm. It wasn't that small. It was small. The, the sleeves were down to his wrists. It's not like the sleeves were up his forearm. It was just tight on, a little tight on him. It wasn't even super tight. Like, mm -hmm. he was able to get the jacket buttoned up and everything. He had to try pretty hard, though. But still, I'm just saying. <laughs> <clears throat> But you got, also though in this part of the '90s, it was like bag, like almost a baggyish suit was in. It was like a '70s suit. Yeah, it was, yeah. But it was, it was just went with that one. He, he ended up getting the fake one. He just wore that one around. Oh, the you're house right. He got a different up. one. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Because Frank saw it and he was like, "We're gonna deal with this." <laughs> we I can't do the accent. <laughs> uh, yeah, the planners show up, and then. Uh, Eugene Levy shows up, and I just have a note on here. I said, Eugene Levy. Yeah, because we like him. Yeah. Um, he's the wedding singer. Yeah, that's right. The wedding singer. Yeah. Um, and then this is where George learns that they must take everything out of the house. Yeah. 
book Every. says everything must go. Mm -hmm. So, and, then and he explains that they have to empty the house in order to fit people in it. And <clears throat> it's just kind of like a funny conversation. Yeah, they had to move everything else. They had to move everything out and then bring a bunch of other stuff in. Mm -hmm. And he's like, George's like, that doesn't make any sense. It he's does, like, though. <laughs> he's like, I'm the coordinator. Just trust yeah. me. And it's like real life wedding and, stuff. And then they start having the conversation about the menu. Mm -hmm. And George is like, I want basically like let's do this, this, and but then the the chef is like very particular or something about what he'll cook. Oh yeah, I remember. It, yeah, that part was really funny. Um, so, and then there's like swans running around the yard. Yeah, and then this is where the tux rips because mm -hmm. he's like, I don't know what he's doing exactly, but he has a bent over for some reason. Um. And then my next note is that this is this is again having to deal with the menu. And no, I've, Frank, tell Honk it's not okay. I want chicken. Yeah. <laughs> the chef's name is Honk. <laughs> His name is Hank. <laughs> His name is Hank. But <laughs> he says it like that. Yeah. <sighs> because that's how Frank says Hank. He says Honk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like the funniest part of the whole movie, just the French accent. <laughs> I love how they kind of become friends, though. Yeah. Um, and I love so much just Steve Martin and Martin Short's relationship in real life and how they're still best friends today and they still have a TV show today together. Mm -hmm. And they've done a comedy special. Yeah. And we've just watched all of it because we love them. Um, Of the two, though, Steve... Uh, Martin Short is definitely my favorite. There's just something about really? him. He's so funny. Because of the two, Martin, Martin, uh, Steve Martin is my favorite. Really? Yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> I like that. I like that we talked about that. Um, and then we get like an old, an information overload shot. Right. Where he's boiling over. Yeah. He just and can't handle like it everything. Everything is kind of like moving in fast speed to him. Yeah. It's all like yeah. too much. Um, and then this is where we get the scene where he's at the store. There, he's like, yeah, "I'll he go needs, to the store." He just he, wants to leave, yeah. and he goes to the Can store, and he <laughs> takes the hot dog buns out of the pack because they always mismatch the number of hot dogs in a package mm -hmm. and the number of buns in a package, which honestly drives everybody crazy. Yep. Um, and he freaks out over it and starts opening the buns and taking them out and. Um, he gets chased around the store by security and or maybe it's just a this is somebody grocery who works, guy. Yeah, it's just like somebody who works there. And then he's like he, he starts referring to himself you in know, the third like person. Steve Martin movies, there has to be a freak out <laughs> scene. Yeah. That's just who he is. He's referring to himself in the third person in the grocery store. And then <laughs> yeah. the, the guy's asking, Who's George Banks? Yeah. Me. <laughs> and then he gets arrested. Because of this whole situation, right. <clears throat> which um, I which I find interesting, actually, <clears throat> that we're kind of going over this because there's a couple of scenes later is when he like was like, okay, I'm gonna chill about, mm -hmm. and a couple of scenes later he has a freak out in the store over a couple of hot dogs. Well, buns. I mean, he's he's not talking to anybody. <clears throat> that shit got bottled up, so. Um, so he's 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 uh, he's arrested and he's in jail and Nina comes to bail him out. Mm -hmm. 
And, and she makes him repeat after her. You actually like wrote down what he had I to say. I, George Stanley mm -hmm. Banks, promised to pull it together and act my age and stop hyperventilating and rolling my eyes and unbuttoning buttons. Yeah, he would always like unbutton his buttons when he would get stressed or something like that. Oh. But there was more to it, but at this point, I'm like, yeah, I'm not writing this whole thing out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. So yeah, he had to. Agree his wife to is him. basically like, "If you want me to bail you out of jail, you need to chill." Yeah. <laughs> and then um, more basketball time with the fam. This is how this fam, uh, how this family bonds. It's when it's basketball is their moment of peace yeah. among the chaos. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, and it's like his daughter dad activity. That's what they do together. Mm -hmm. That's when they get along. And doesn't he see her a little again in that scene? I think that's at the end. That's later? Yeah. Okay. Um, and they talk, I think. Yeah. And then fiancés, I keep just going, Brian's parents show up and they have a car for them. Mm -hmm. I think right before this, though, it was kind of like... At least it wasn't a house. They are talking about some gifts. And Jordan's like, oh, I'm going to go get your gift for you. I got you guys an awesome gift. And then so he goes away and then the parents roll up like got a car and then george is like holding his like little gift and he gets all kind of almost embarrassed which in my mind i'm like bro you're paying for this whole wedding mm -hmm. like there's no reason to you know be bummed out if you got the small gift you know parents are filthy rich and you're paying for the whole wedding mm -hmm. you know yeah just let him get a car <clears throat> um but i think he also feels like He's I've, not good enough. Yeah, I haven't made a note about that. He's bummed about the size of his gift when he's paying for the whole wedding. Yeah. Um, but he he feels like he's not doing enough, too. Like, he just feels... Yeah, I... He feels overlooked. Well, I, th I think a lot of it is he wishes that he could do everything mm -hmm. and it wasn't such a concern. Right. You know, I mean, he Which is the reality of a lot of real-life situations. I, honestly, though... I feel like though like this this is a very like upper class family. Mm -hmm. Them themselves live in a very nice home. Yeah, all of them do. Yeah. They all mm -hmm. but but the Banks family in particular. Mm -hmm. George and Nina and the like they got a very nice house. They got very nice cars. This is in the nineties though, when owns... they're like trying to act like they don't have all the money when the house is huge yeah. and like the that, that, clothes are nice he and owns like apparently a pretty decent size shoe company mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah it's one of those weird 90s things though where like there's no way this there's no way that would it's more I mean, even well, the 90s, if the cake is twelve thousand dollars, I can see how. Was, no, I think the cake was like twenty five hundred or something. It was a lot. No, it was it was a lot. Anyway, and think about her dress too. Like they are in L.A., but even then, though the house is in L.A., even in the nineties, that would have been. Mm -hmm. Anyway, let's move on. We talk um, about money. We talk <laughs> about money a lot lately. Going through the invites. So this is when they're getting all the invites back in, all the people who are saying they're going. The RSVPs. The RSVPs, and they got a huge pile of yes and, like, no-nos. Mm-hmm. Everybody's he, coming. And I think he makes a little comment, like, 
What do you not gonna show up? Like, yeah. Um, and then he goes uh, tuck shopping, but he's using um, like a, a a guy who could get things for him, right? No, he's just being like, he's at the tailors, and they they pick out a suit for him and tell him it's Armani. No, he gets he gets the Armani he gets the Armani suit from the guy from the store. Right. From his sidekick store. The guy who was like selling things to the ladies while they were working on their break. He's like, don't worry, George, they're on their break. He's like, no, trust me, this is real Armani. I must and be, have because that. it's a because it's a joke throughout the rest of the movie, because everybody keeps calling a suit blue. Mm-hmm. And even Franck is like, oh, like Armani doesn't make a blue suit. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, this is Armani. They're like, no, it's not. Mm-mm. Basically, yeah. I mean, he got ripped off for it, basically. And then there's another wedding, wedding prep montage where they're kind of getting everything finalized for the wedding. Mm-hmm. And there's all the gifts that are piling up. Yeah, they get like way a and lot of presents. The wedding's off. At our wedding, we didn't get presents mostly. I did actually. Aaron K gave me some stuff, but. We told our guests to give us money. That's what we use for our honeymoon. Yes. Yes, that's right. We used it all. Because <laughs> <laughs> we went to Canada. Well. And it's $6 for a gallon of milk there. And we, we've, we were living together at that point. We already had everything for our house. For our yeah. Like I mean, we, we, did, we didn't need no blender. Yeah. We basically so. were like, your gift to us needs to be paying for our honeymoon because we can't afford it. <laughs> Basically. And that's what happened. It was a way to go. Yeah. And it worked out. And the wedding's off. And because uh, Brian got her an insensitive gift for their wedding. Oh, yeah. she He gave her a blender and yeah. she's mad about it because she's a feminist and mm-hmm. she doesn't want to be told to be in the kitchen uh, their whole marriage, basically. Yeah. So For their eighth month anniversary. It wasn't, it wasn't a wedding gift. It was an eighth month anniversary gift what it was i'm trying to decide if i would have been mad about this or not i think if you're celebrating i think if you're celebrating getting a gift for an eighth month anniversary yeah we're just not those people yeah i think if you were like hey we've been together for eight months i got us a new blender i would be stoked yeah but i'd be like yeah i mean if it's a regular anniversary (laughs) you know unless somebody if it was a year we want this blender if it was a year anniversary and you just surprise the person with a blender, I could see being upset. Mm-hmm. But an eighth month anniversary, that's, that's like high school dating type stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Anyway. She was mad because it's like giving a vacuum for a gift. Yeah. But uh, Steve Martin goes to talk to the fiance. Yeah. George and Brian go and out for a And he's like, drink. look, man, you messed up. And he's like, I know, but I didn't mean it like that. And, and see, George is thinking he could use this as, as an opportunity to get rid of him. But in the actual moment when they're talking, he just can't do it. And I didn't he, really see it that way. He says it. He, he narrates it that he's like, ah, this is the, finally an opportunity to get rid of this guy. That's the, I think this is the point in the movie where I'm like, this plot line of him being so annoyed is starting to be unbelievable to me. <laughs> like, but th- this is the point, though, where he finally officially turns the corner right because he comes around yeah he's talking to brian about the situation and he's just like he just he can't do it so i made a no saying george is a good 
Yeah. Right. He finally comes around. Oh, it was the bank book. That's what it was in the house before. That's the what next... I said. Oh, I <laughs> register that. Um, because, yeah, then he, this is where Annie finds out that the bank book story true. Mm-hmm. Because right before that, Brian had told Annie about what happened at his parents' house. And she's like, my dad would never do that. You're lying to me. So she's like, he's a liar and he gives crappy gifts. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Um, um. Yeah, and then they <clears throat> don't they start kissing like way too long. Yeah, they they make up at the bottom of the steps and they just start making out. Yeah, and, and he George just like slowly like, back away. Yeah, my next note was sorry, sorry. I'll just go upstairs while you two make out. Um, hey, the wedding's back on, and the day before the big day, super cold outside. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get this cute little scene of. The younger brother, uh, Maddie, pretend, uh, practicing his walk down the aisle. Right. It was really cute. And then, He's excited. Yeah. And then George uses this opportunity to... Was he the ring bearer? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think he might have walked down with the mom or so. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so George helps him. And it's it's kind of, it's one of those moments, too, where George is kind of like... George is sad that Annie is officially going to be, like, an adult mm-hmm. and officially out of the house. Like, she's packing up her room, all that stuff. But I think this is one of those moments, too, where he kind of gets like, okay, you know, I still got a kid around the house to be, be a dad with and mm-hmm. stuff, you know? Right. Now you can stop <laughs> ignoring your second child. Yeah. <laughs> you do have another kid. It's not like you're going to be empty nesters after she gets married. Yeah, that. That part kind of bugs me how they just like ignore him almost the whole movie. Mm-hmm. He's just like there. At one point, I think he crashes on he, his bike. And... George does make a point at this, though. He does. Yeah, he does make a point that they've been kind of ignoring him during this whole scene, this mm-hmm. whole thing, because uh, Maddie does say, Don't worry, Dad, no permanent damage done. Yeah. Yeah. So they do acknowledge that, which is, which is good. It's fun that they acknowledge that and stuff yeah i really <laughs> liked it when the kids said good night to each other i thought that was super cute and george grabs his heart yeah, yeah. i like that part and then this is where we get the montage of the daughter growing up where he like sees her like right this is the cheerjerker part yeah. where you're like no she's leaving yeah it could you could see his point of view mm-hmm. and you're seeing it kind of sink in for him too mm-hmm. and him come to the reality of what's happening in a more healthy way yeah yeah because no, this whole time he's just been in denial they, mode they just don't make movies like they did back in the 90s i know there's there's some things that are just like so great there, about it there is like there's some really gen genuine stuff the 90s were really good at just yeah having just kind of like a genuine like kind of the early know, 2000s heart, too i think heart, like heartfelt genuine type movie right that don't try too hard yeah they didn't try too hard and they're just fun the writing was good Mm -hmm. you know um they're warm they're just kind of cozy to watch they're comfort movies yeah and i think that this is the part too where we get the last like the daughters outside shooting hoops again and they have like they're kind of like final talk Mm -hmm. before the big big day and whatnot and um you wrote she needs to work on her form yeah she does <laughs> i'm like bro these, this is a family of hoopers 
her form was all over the place. She didn't have that. She didn't have that follow through. You're so funny. So I'm just saying. He doesn't really play basketball. <clears throat> um. Yeah, so they're up in the middle of the night. Yeah, they that... have a heart-to-heart talk right before the wedding. Yeah. Which is nice, because, like, he didn't get to see her at the wedding reception, but they do have that moment the night before. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, she calls <clears throat> afterwards. But, um... It starts snowing on the wedding day in L.A., which is like, okay, whatever. But um, they have to, like, all the flowers that they had laid out died. Mm-hmm. And so Franck is trying to figure all that out. They have to move everything inside. And um, everybody's, you know, it's chaos, as always things are at the beginning of weddings. On our wedding day, neither of us ate hardly anything. And yeah. by the time we got to our hotel, we were absolutely starving. Yeah. Um, and we ended up just kind of raiding. Our hotel had like a snack stash, and we kind of raided that and just like ate a lot of snacks on yeah. our wedding night. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We had a full dessert table and... I had one bite of our wedding cake, and that was it. I really wanted to try all those desserts, but they tell you plan time to eat at your wedding, and we were like, we'll be fine, we'll just eat, you know, we'll eat while we talk to people. Don't do what we did. Plan (laughs) your meal at your wedding, where you're like sitting down and people aren't bothering you for 15 minutes. But not bothering you. That's the wrong word. Because it was. Well, you're just so busy. It was so much fun, but everyone wants to talk to you when you get. Mm -hmm. When you're the couple, there's no time. Yeah. You got to do the rounds, talk to everybody. And you don't even. It's not even just the rounds. Like, even after we did the rounds, we still were just. This is, yeah, it's just nonstop. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, where are we at? Prepping the house. You just mentioned that. Can I go on another tangent? Go for it. I just want to say how when we were planning our wedding, we were joking about getting a ring bear, like a bear to bear the wedding ring down the aisle. And then at the same time, um, How I Met Your Mother was on, and they did the ring bear thing, like, wow, we had been talking about doing that at our wedding. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And it was like just kind of fun to see that happen after we've been talking about it for so long (laughs) um so yeah they had a (laughs) ring bear and we were like oh no we don't have to do it because they did it in the show anyway back to father of the bride i like a good tangent um Um, okay so prepping the house after the snow She'll never forget the way she looked. Nina. Nina. I wrote Gina. <laughs> Nina. Yeah. Um, Nina. When she walked very... down the stairs, he mm-hmm. just kind of there's like a slow motion moment with him looking, which is really cute. <clears throat> yeah. And then they go to the church and have the wedding. This, this, real quick. So while I was watching the movie, I had to pause on this part. Um, we watched it separately, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I think I watched it while I was working. 
So I had to deal with some work stuff. So I paused on this scene, right? And it's an outside shot of the church. Mm -hmm. And as I was working, I was kind of looking at this paused image. And the snow around the church is so obviously just like blobs of cotton or something like that. Mm -hmm. Blobs of fabric placed around in random spots. I just thought it was funny because it was just so noticeably fake. Mm -hmm. It was like they barely even tried type fake. Well, it's LA. No one believes there's really snow. <laughs> Uh, um, so yeah, time to go to church. The wedding dress. What about the wedding dress? I think he sees her in the wedding dress. Like, she's, like she's getting ready, and he like knocks on her. She's like, he sees in. her first. Yeah. And um, yeah, he he's narrating. You know, he's narrating through the whole thing, and everything is just happening so fast. And, um. I made a note too, like, do people really smile that much at weddings? Because while everybody's walking down the aisle, while she's walking down the aisle, basically while everything's happening, everybody in the crowd just has huge smiles on their That's true. I um, noticed your note too. You said, who are all these bridesmaids and why weren't they part of the planning at all? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. I mean, I, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong at all. They're probably all from college. We didn't see, we didn't meet one of them. Not even the maid of honor. Yeah, she didn't really have Nothing. a maid of honor. I wonder mm -hmm. if her mom was her matron of honor. I think it was just a movie thing. Yeah. I just think it was like, yeah. They're like, it's a big wedding party. Yeah. We had a big wedding party. We did. This is fun comparing our wedding to Father of the Bride. We did have a big wedding party. We had a very big that wedding was, party. That was kind of my doing, too. It was. Yeah. I wanted, like... <clears throat> us to have one or two people yeah and sean you were like it has to be six each yeah yeah so we Did had a that. huge wedding party yeah because you That's got so many brothers <laughs> yeah you know i i didn't want to leave anybody out if i didn't have it. yeah you know i was kind of being kind of i was thinking of during our wedding, I was thinking of everybody else. I was thinking about you first and foremost, first, first and foremost, but I was also thinking of everybody else, you know? And, like, I didn't want to leave people out mm -hmm. who I thought might want to, who I thought might be hurt if I did. So, yeah, I was like... It was for the better. Is, yeah, it's like, this is what we're doing. Everything turned out really great. <clears throat> mm -hmm. really you were great. very... Gentile the whole time. Gentile? Mm -hmm. okay. Like the gentlemanly, very sweet. I mean, that's what one does, correct? On their wedding day? Mm -hmm. Oh. I've never been married before that, so. <laughs> You're cute. Um, okay. George is worried about forgetting his line, walking her down the aisle. Right, what when, was his when, line? when they say, who gives away this? Oh, yeah, woman, he just is supposed to say, say I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he sits down and he kind of just has that final realization that his kid has grown. Mm -hmm. She's <clears throat> a woman now. And then, of course, it's a movie ceremony, so the whole thing lasts about 
25 seconds. They really are young, though. Like, I can kind of understand all his angst because she really, like, just left her college, you know. She's 20 years old. Yeah. We were 26 when we got married. Yeah. Or at least I was. Were you 27? You just turned 27. Yeah, I would have. Just turned, yeah. Yeah. Because your birthday's in May and we got married in June. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you scrolled the page. I did. Where am I? I got the thing. You may now kiss the bride. <laughs> and then it's time to party. Right? Time to party? It's not a podcast episode if I don't sing, right? Or hum or something. <laughs> um, yeah, kiss the bride. Kiss the bride. It's time to party. And so now the whole reception's going on, and George is getting kind of a little overwhelmed with how much is going on here, but he's also trying to get to Annie Mm -hmm. because he hasn't had an opportunity to talk to her yet. It's such a real thing, too, because at weddings, everyone wants to talk to the bride and groom, and so they're just crowded the whole time. And at one point, he tries to take a shortcut, and even when he did it, I was like, that's a bad idea. Well... Here's my thought process with this part. Mm-hmm. So he tries to just simply go out the back door. Mm-hmm. He's like, there's a door here. I would like to go out this door. Mm-hmm. His house. I'm sure he's very familiar with this door. Probably <laughs> uses it on a regular basis. <laughs> he cannot open this door. Mm-mm. And he looks at them like, like, why can't I open this door? And they're basically like, because of the wedding. Mm-hmm. But in my head, it's like, did they, like, add a padlock to this door or something? Is there some weird thing that they did? Because... Yeah, it's like they locked it, but he can't unlock it. Yeah, why can't he unlock it from the inside of the house to get out? Yeah. Anyway, I kind of... My brain went off on that for a few minutes. <laughs> why <laughs> can't he go out there? Yeah, why can't he get out his own back door? It's not like... Yeah, anyway. Right. Cops show up. He's almost to his daughter, and then the cops show up, and they're like, hey, we need you. Mm -hmm. So he goes outside. They basically just jammed all the cars throughout the street. Yeah. Everywhere down the street, like in the middle of the street and everything. So it's just a giant row of jam-packed cars Mm -hmm. down the street. and So they got to move all the cars, and they enlist the kids to do it. Mm -hmm. Maddie and his little friend, he was allowed to bring as long as he didn't eat. I think the kid They're literally like eight years old. Yeah, I think the kid even mentions too at that point he's like like Mr. Banks, I haven't eaten anything. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. kids move the cars and then and they're having the time of their life. This is the greatest wedding they've ever been to. Right. But George is missing the wedding because he's helping move the cars too. Like he's missing like the, the whole bouquet reception. toss, yeah, the whole reception. Like he's missing everything. Right. Um and you wrote, it's wild they didn't think about the parking inviting that many people, but I think they had a yeah. ballet that didn't come yeah. or something. After... Because they say... Well, it, it was kind of a two-part thing. Because right. one thing was, they did mention around that time that there was like a valet didn't show up for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's no way they could accommodate for that many cars at their house. Mm-hmm. Even if there was multiple valets. Yeah. They should you know have rented I mean? a parking lot or something. They should have. They That would have been one of those logistical things that in reality is a reason why you can't have the reception at your house. Mm-hmm. You have to get a van, basically. We had our reception at a house. 
we had our reception at a house that had well it was outside it, it was yeah and they also had like like, a lot of like an acre of property for us to use. Yeah. It was a good, I don't know if it's an acre. It's a good amount of property. Open space. It was probably more than an acre. Yeah. A bunch of open spots. To, and But even we would have had, we did not invite nearly that many people. That's true. And we would have had Our issues. wedding was like 100 total people. Yeah, we would have had issues fitting any more than we did, mm-hmm. basically. That's true. We did not have like, <clears throat> So they basically would have had to have been parking people like like five blocks down the road mm-hmm. and having to run back and grab another car and park another five six blocks you know what i mean right for street parking and stuff what the hell can you imagine going to a wedding and you park somewhere and then you go out and your car is not there and you have to go find it well then then yeah somebody wanted to leave like each like okay here's my because if they're acting as valets they'd have tickets mm-hmm. so it'd be like here's my ticket for my car the valet would have to freaking run a marathon to go grab that car yeah you know Anyway, it's a movie thing. Um, uh, yeah, and then this is the part where, after the whole car thing, where we get the scene where she's actually throwing the bouquet. And he comes, doesn't he come in from upstairs? Uh, like, she's, like, running out the front door, and he's, like, coming, like, starts walking down the stairs. I can't remember. Because she throws it from the stairs. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, but he, yeah, he just can't get to her. Yeah, he just can't get to her, and he's surveying the damage we get a scene where he's just kind of bummed out because he didn't get to talk to her and he's surveying the damage mess everywhere and um he's kind of talking to nina about kind of how bummed out he is that he didn't really get to talk to her or anything mm-hmm. and then uh he gets a call from annie at the airport so he get, he does get to talk to her at least and she yeah. acknowledges like they didn't get to see each other and everything blah 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 yeah but she lets him know she cares Mm-hmm. and then um george and nina dance in the mess of the because they didn't get the dance or anything at the reception right he, he should so have been busy. hanging out with his wife and his daughter the whole time but he missed it all yep he paid for that huge wedding and then he missed it all so they shared that dance. would suck <laughs> yeah. they shared dance in the empty living room and then we got the end yeah it pans out all cute and you mm-hmm. see the whole back this is a movie that I remember liking for my child, and I still liked it too. Yeah, I actually had, it's kind of a lie that I hadn't seen it before. I had seen it once when I was like six years old. You're telling me this whole podcast episode was built on a throne of lies? <laughs> um, No. Because I really didn't remember anything, and when I did watch it, I remember getting bored. And I just like didn't pay attention yeah um and i was six i had no idea what was going on like i I think i lost interest because the themes in this movie are so adult and they're about money and i just had like no idea what was going on so fair enough um yeah you're gonna do your well now it's time for google play reviews but Google Play has changed the way that they uh, do all their video stuff now. Like, they don't have movies just on the regular Google Play Store anymore. Like, mm. you have to go to uh, Google TV now. Mm. And I can't find reviews on there. 
So maybe I'm missing something, but don't have any for this episode. Oh. No reviews. Are there IMDb reviews? Probably, but this is the Google Play review section. You gotta do this something. Isn't, this isn't rotten. This isn't a IMDb review section. Izzy wants out. It's fine. You can wait. She's looking at me like she has to poop. We're almost done, cat. <laughs> I'm sorry, this episode is kind of wonky, everybody. <clears throat> Let me see if I can find some IMD reviews. This is great for the audio listeners right now. See, the problem is, the reason why I don't use IMDb or anything like that is because people basically write, like, novels. For They're the huge. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And Google Play, every, they would always be short. So, I they're too here, long. I, I'll I'll just read some of the some of the titles and them. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, eight out of ten stars, pretty good Steve Martin comedy. <laughs> ten out of ten. This is what love is all about. Seven out of ten. Daddy's little girl. Mm-hmm. Nine out of ten. Some of Steve Martin's best work. Ten out of ten. I think I agree classic. with that actually. Yeah. I really enjoyed this movie, and there's always. I honestly, like, aside from this and Only Murders in the Building, there's always something that I get annoyed with in Steve Martin movies at some point. Have you seen Bowfinger? No. Bowfinger. I think Bowfinger is his most underrated movie ever made. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe we should podcast that. I think it's... It'll be our third Steve Martin movie. It's a little too new. It came out in, like, the late night. So we'd have to wait another, like... Six years, I think. Oh, well, maybe I'll just watch it then. <laughs> um, four out of ten stars. Paranoia of the Father of the Bride. Yeah, that's accurate. Eight out of ten, a great wedding movie. Eight out of ten, this film hits differently when you're a dad. <laughs> it kind of does. Really? Well, I've noticed after becoming a father that I do... Whenever I watch a movie that's like a kid parent relationship i totally do see it differently than i did when i watched it as a kid right you know you're seeing that adult perspective yeah. now you can see both sides or, or there's even stuff where there's a sentimental value with like the parent like in this with him like envisioning her growing up and stuff where as a kid you see that stuff and it doesn't really hit but as an adult and you've noticed like our son is four now and you know sometimes we across the old pit you know we kind of have that sometimes a little bit so that kind of stuff definitely does hit more as an adult three out of ten it's a feel-good commercial not a call not a movie feel good commercial Uh for nikes (laughs) they're comparing it to the 1951 so maybe they're just old Mm. and then yeah ten out of ten they could not have portrayed it better. People like this movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of nines, a lot of tens. Um, four out of ten liked <gasps> it except Franck. Those bastards. They hated Franck. They liked everything but Franck. One no out of ten. Way. Privilege of the bride. Privilege of the bride. <laughs> <laughs> yes, also true. Uh, anyway. I like those titles. I'm glad that I made you read something. <laughs> and uh, what about our five-star rating? 
Father the Bride, honestly, I don't know if I've given anything five stars yet. I think this movie for me is a solid four stars, which means I really, really like it. I think for something to be five stars for me, it needs to have blown my mind. Yeah. I need to be surprised by it. I need to be like, wowed. Like, this is the most amazing, you know, like, this is going to be one of my favorite movies now. Mm-hmm. This one's just almost there, but it's not quite five stars. Yeah, this is a movie that I watched a handful of times when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom, <clears throat> I had it on VHS. And when I go visit her, it's one of the movies. So I do have a lot of sentimental value with this movie. and Lots of nostalgia. A lot of nostalgia, yeah. So I'm giving it a four, hour, four out of five. Yeah. Ignore me there. Fixing your hair. <laughs> um, yeah, I love this movie. It's a, it's a, you just, gave it four? Yeah, I give it a four. It's just a feel-good movie. Yeah, it is. You know? And right. 90s were great at those feel-good movies. Yeah. And I love Steve Martin. What can I say? I might be a little biased towards Steve Martin. Towards my Steve Martin right I forget what I gave my Blue Heaven. I think we both liked it. Yeah. Um, uh, who's your favorite character? I think my favorite character is Annie. Oh. Okay. Why? Because she's me. Oh. <laughs> My favorite character is George. Really? Yeah. Yes, yeah. he's me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that makes you my dad. No, I'm just mean in the sense of like, um, <clears throat> this is kind. Of, that's just the lens that I view the movie in now. Mm-hmm. You know, from the point of view of the dad. That's funny. You know, I don't view it from the point of view of the kids. I don't either, but I and I would I would hang out with Annie. She's uh, cool. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, and then uh, remakes. Next section remake. So yeah, this is this was the second film adaptation. The first being the 1951, which I mentioned before, which is based on a 1949 novel. The same name. Um, then they made a sequel, Father of the Bride 2, and then there was a little, like, mini Father of the Bride 3 that they did during the whole, like, COVID, like, when they're kind of doing a bunch of, like, uh, Zoom webcam reunion type things during mm-hmm. COVID, like, a handful. Of... Is that something we can watch? Yeah, it's on, it's online. Like, on Somewhere. YouTube? Somewhere. I don't know where it is exactly, but you can watch it. You can find it online. That sounds fun. I think it's only, like, 15 Was it, like, a so. fundraiser one? Probably. A lot of those were. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then they made the 2002 HBO Max remake, um, which honestly just does not... I have zero interest in watching it. Um, it just doesn't look appealing to me. You, have you seen pre- trailers or anything for that one or know what, what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Yeah, there's a 2000... There's one that came out last year. Another remake. Oh. Um, a father of the bride. Yeah. With who in it? It's um, crap. What's his name? Father of the bride. Also, we didn't mention in this movie. 
something we both were noticing is that uh, Steve Martin is supposed to be in his 40s in this movie, and he looks like he's 65. Well, Steve Martin, he looked that way for 40 years. Yeah. You know. But Diane Keaton looks really old, too. Yeah. She does not look like she's in her 40s. She looks like she's in her 50s or 60s. Yeah, but I think that that was just kind of the 90s and 80s. I mean, people looked older than they do today just because of the style that they had. The hairstyles people rocked. You know what I mean? Like, you look at Cheers. Mm-hmm. And, like, Fra- when they started Cheers, Frasier was 29 years old. <laughs> he looks so old. Exactly. Yeah, I he think it was not just... 29. Yeah. Um, the new one stars Andy Garcia. It's like a, um, it's a Cuban-American version of the movie. And the only reason why I say it doesn't really interest me is, one, I heard, I didn't really hear great, like, good things about it. Mm-hmm. But also, like I said, this, the only reason why I really liked this one to begin with, I shouldn't say the only reason, but it's just the 90s. I just had watched it. I don't know. It's Steve Martin. It's just. It's great. Yeah. I like Frank. I think Frank might be my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there was also a TV series in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget how long it lasted. I probably should have noted that, but there was a TV series for a short time in the 60s. And uh, what are we currently into now? Harry Potter. Yeah, Anna's crazy into Harry Potter at the moment. Uh, we recently finished His Dark Materials on HBO. Yes. Oh my gosh, so good. I read the books, um, and it's a very good adaptation of the books. I loved the show. It was good. It was really good. Um, we binged the last season, basically. Yeah, I watched mo- we watched like 95% of it over the course of two nights last mm-hmm. weekend. Um, the Last of Us just came out. Yeah, we were watching that. I'm super into that. Um, it's scary, but I'll try and watch it with you. <laughs> We'll see how far she gets. I made it through the first episode. Sometimes, I mean, I've seen the games, so I kind of know what's going to happen. Yeah. I've seen parts of the games. Don't drink my water. Um, Not showing the cat. I think they can see the cat. This is a podcast. For the audio listeners, there's a cat on the desk. Trying to drink my water. And uh, anything else? Anna's super hyped up for Hogwarts Legacy. Our son bought a $100 game on Xbox today. That's cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> he got it refunded. Yeah, we, got, we were able to get it refunded. Um, but yeah, that did happen. I'm trying to play Call of Duty. Servant. There, this is kind of the start. There's a bunch of stuff here they are starting up or about to start up. And it's, it's kind of a fun time for entertainment stuff. I just saw Megan. Saw it in an empty theater by myself. You liked it. it. It was, yeah, I liked it. I had fun with it. It's like not nothing groundbreaking or anything, but for an evil doll movie, it was really good. Like, I prefer to probably any Chucky I've ever seen or anything like that. So. Yeah. I don't like that theme. The theme, <laughs> the theme evil doll freaks yeah, me out. Yeah, see, I'm not, well, I don't really, I find it corny most of the time. It freaks me out. I don't necessarily, it does, I think the only real evil doll thing, there's two evil doll things that freak me out. One is when I was younger and I watched the... Izzy, stop. She's misbehaving on purpose. And I watched the episode of a Talking Tina Twilight Zone episode. 
that. That one's scary. Which I would say Megan is more talking Tina than Chucky. Probably. No, no thank you. But, um, and then the 90s movie Tales from the Hood. There's, that has a doll in it? There's a, the, one of the short stories is about these, um, like, what, what, what do you call what the, the dolls that are controlled by the strings? Marionettes. Yeah, marionettes. Like, this lady, like, collects these marionettes and stuff. And they end up, like, um, getting possessed by, like, certain souls or stuff through some voodoo curse or something. It's been a long time since I've watched it. But I loved Tales from the Hood when I was younger. It was, like, one of my favorite horror things to watch when I was a kid. Hmm. And, um, but that one freaked me out. Did you ever watch So Weird? I used to really like that show. I don't think so. Which one was that? It was on Nickelodeon, I think. No, I didn't watch much Nickelodeon. It was good. It was it was cool. Weird show. I grew up watching uh, Married Children. It was kind of like Twilight Zone for kids. Yeah, I was watching instead of watching Twilight Zone for kids, I was watching Twilight Zone and X Files and stuff. Yeah. So here's something that we didn't talk about at all. What? So this should be fun to talk about right now. What is going to be our next movie? It's my turn. Whose turn is it? Well, I guess technically it's my turn. But we kind of did this episode because it was like, you were like, hey, I'm going to watch Trial of the Bride. And I was like, hey, let's podcast about that. Yeah. So I think this week's kind of like a up in the air type thing. So I think maybe we should just kind of like, let's talk this out real quick. Okay. Um, choose it on the air. Choose it on the spot. Even though that might be hard to do. I have a list. If you have me my phone, I can find it. I don't know where your phone is. It's right there. Oh. But I kind of want to do something. Um, I kind of want to do a heavy hitter. What do you mean? I want to do something that's kind of like... There's been a couple that I thought would be like really epic, but then we watched them and they were so boring and then we didn't finish them and we were just like, we're not podcasting that even though we said we were going to. Well, like that one David Bowie movie. Oh, yeah. I, <clears throat> I either want to do something that's like, um, like supposed to be like a super funny comedy or something that's supposed to be like a, one of those like epic type classic movies mm -hmm. that everybody's like one of the best of all time type movies. That we have it. Okay. You know, like a, like a Lawrence of Arabia, even though that's like four hours long. So maybe not that one, but um, I don't know. What What do you got on your list? The extended version of Dances with Wolves. Oh no. <laughs> That is one where we talked about we like talked about that, that might be a bonus thing that we do at some point, but because we both have seen it. But we haven't seen the extended. Haven't seen the extended, but I. Um. What else you got? Breakfast at Tiffany's and Vertigo. We didn't watch Breakfast at Tiffany's. No, we haven't watched. We that watched Roman together. Holiday, right? Yeah. Vertigo um, is that a. That's a um That's just a really famous old movie. Uh um 
Master. Well, why can't I think of his name? I don't know. His Classic name. horror director. Alfred oh, Hitchcock. Hitchcock. Is yeah. That a Hitchcock movie. I think so. Um, Remains of the Day, Dazed and Confused, and Schindler's List. Schindler's List is ninety three. Mm-hmm. We are in two thousand twenty three now. That's a heavy one, though. I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? Nope. Never oh, seen man. it. And it's Spielberg. It's supposed to be really good, but it'd probably be a long podcast episode. That would be, that would be a heavy one. Yeah. Um, but that is one of those movies. It's one of those movies that like everybody should probably have seen, and yeah. neither of us have. Especially like I like we're Plus, both we're both pretty big Spielberg. And we like Liam Neeson too. I want to watch Dazed and Confused. You want to watch Dazed and Confused? Is that a 93 also? Yeah. Yeah, now that we're in 93, or now that we're in 2023, that unlocks... We're not being too particular of like, no, we have to pass a day when the movie came out. If it's... If it's, if it's movie that came year. out in 1993, it's yeah. game. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we can watch Dazed and Confused. I'm interested to see how that movie kind of... Have you seen it? I watched it. I've seen it twice. Probably last time I watched it was maybe like 15, 16. Oh. Um, I've never seen it. The reason I want to watch it is because I, mean, I read... Ma- Matthew McConaughey. I read Matthew McConaughey's ben Affleck. Uh, autobiography that came out last year. And I really enjoyed it. And he talks about Dazed and Confused a little bit. Well, it was the movie that started his career, right? Yep. It was his first movie, and he wasn't. He was supposed to have like one scene with lines, and they basically were like, "Okay, go do this this uh, scene and just like wing it." Yeah. And he came up with that. All right, all right, all right. Like that was his um, impromptu. I mean, he kind knows of thing, he, and they just liked it so much that they put him in the movie more. Yeah, I mean, he's still not in the movie a lot. And he got the but... gig because he met the. I can't remember exactly who it was. It was either the producer or the director. He just met them in a bar you know with what? a friend. Let's do that one next. Okay. Because that could be fun. And I'm interested to see how a couple scenes of that movie hold up to the day. Because mm. there are a couple kind of like... If I remember correctly, there's a couple scenes that are kind of like... Might be kind of cringy to the day standards. Mm-hmm. Or kind of like... Weird, yeah. Outdated. But outdated, but also kind of like... Not PC. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong. I'm down. I'm trying to remember. But let's do that. Still and then movie. We'll count that as your movie. Yeah. And then the next one after that, obviously, I'll choose. And we'll start back up that. Wait, why are we uh, counting it as my movie? Because it's on your list. Is that fine? Is that fair? Yeah. I guess. And it's a it's an easier watch. Well, let's just do that. It's lighthearted. And we are going to end it here. Is that it? We did the whole thing. We did the whole thing. Uh, remember, audio listeners, check out the YouTube link in the description if you want to watch. If you want to see us talk about it, mm-hmm. you might see a cat jump on a lap or on a table or something. I don't know. Um, also, if you're seeing this on YouTube. There'll be a podcast link. If you want to follow the podcast, we're on everything. Should be. If we're not, let us know. But I'm pretty sure we're on everything. 
And um, yeah, that's it for this episode of Classic Movie Night. Okay, real quick though, I just want to say, did you change into a black shirt on purpose because I was wearing a black shirt? I didn't know you were wearing a black shirt. We just matched on accident. I, I, I did change into a black shirt because I was wearing like a sports shirt and that's not something I like to wear when I stream. Mm-hmm. I was just wearing like a round the house cozy shirt. You were wearing a blazer shirt. Yeah. Yeah. But sport, you changed into black shirt. and now I'm like, did you try to match me? No, I generally wear neutral colors when I, and I have a lot of black shirt. Yeah. Cute. Hey, we're match, huh? That's so cute, guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, next week, days or ne- probably realistically will be two weeks from now. We'll see. We'll see. We're moving. It's going to be inconsistent, but the next movie that we will podcast about is Dazed and, and Confused. Confused. So. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs>